I feel like this is going to be, I feel good energy about this podcast. Welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, my partner in crime, the co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slappy pappy went On the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, the 2020 meat cake champion, and the last white dragon, Zachary Roan. Hey there. And very special guest with us in studio for the first time, Chef Erica Oakley. Hello. Welcome. We did interview you uh, about a year ago uh, during the worst part of the, or the like the, not the worst part of the COVID lockdown, but like the serious part of the COVID lockdown. It was just going into it, yeah. Yeah, the ignorant part. <laughs> <laughs> Before we all knew it was a hoax. Am I right, guys? Uh, no. <laughs> but um, it's, so we called you on the phone. Did you do a, a, a food challenge as well? I don't remember. Uh, I didn't do a food challenge, no. We just called, chit-chat, had some adult beverages, and laughed a lot. Well, now you get to the real experience of coming over here, and I would say the better experience of eating a bunch of food and coming over here in person, which was today. That just happened. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that, that is what fun. Harder Brunch is. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for her to co-sign and be like, yeah, it was so much better. And she was like, yeah, they're about the same, actually, honestly. I'd rather the phone, actually. <laughs> Oh, hell no. <laughs> I got to eat and drink and be merry. It was great. Yeah, Erica's been having a good time. You uh, showed us some good music, some uh, house music, your I choice. I did. House music for the house. It's always, um, I, we've had quite, I don't, I don't know, I've had a few people I went to culinary school with on, um, but it's always nice to have a fellow culinarian. Um, everyone that I went to culinary school with is an actual chef now. Uh, except for me, so <laughs> it's, it's also it's also nerve wracking to cook for people too. So I'm like, man, do I go like? I was like, man, do I go super fancy? And then I always feel like I'm just gonna come off of being an ass if I try. And I'm just like, we're just gonna do like comfort food. Whenever whenever people come over that are chefs, I'm just like, I'm just gonna go for comfort food and stuff that's fun. It was fantastic. Thank you. Nice. Nailed it. Nice. <laughs> I will say, I mean, you didn't like do something like, you know, serve a canned soup to the, you know, a, another chef in the city. So it's 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 a better showing than last. Wait, uh, that happened. Well, I mean, symbolically, something like that happened. Not not for me, right? Not from Dyke. But oh, but symbolic. To right, the, right. Yeah. Like if a soup was a pie. If a soup was a pie. <laughs> and a, a derby pie. And your last and name. And a derby pie. Rhymed with her ram. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll call her out. Also on a podcast where you're cooking food every single week, I think they're not all winners. They're not always going to be winners. Some of them are store-bought. And <laughs> sometimes, sometimes things get, oh, all right, look, I didn't want to start off by bashing our, our friends. Well, I mean... Zach put us. He stuck his finger in the pie. Yeah, he really will. did. I'm just producing over here. He, <laughs> he, he stuck his finger in the store bought pie, as it were. <laughs> Zach just like throws the drama grenades out, like because like we're all trying to move past that that moment, and like we don't want we don't want to crap on Bridget. We love Bridget. We love her so much, and and then we get into this like pickle when uh, these dramas get brought up. So producer Zach, uh, I want you to apologize. <laughs> wow, that turned around quickly. Um, I will not because <laughs> so, it's uh, good for the views. They yeah, want it's good the, for the views. They want the drama. All it's right, all they want me to say screw you, Bridget. Yeah, for doing that, I would never. And I'm not even a cook. I'm gonna put the clickbaitiest title on this and be like, "Producer goes all in <laughs> on Bridget Haran." <laughs> Click this episode. No, but uh, but we went to culinary school together. I think. I think you were actually, I think we were in the same group on my very first class that I ever took uh, in culinary school. We were only in one class together? No, no, no. But oh, I think my oh, very first, first class very first one. Gotcha, was gotcha. you were like, you were in my group. I think it was me and you, because you, like, I was like 30 when I started culinary school and you were like 22. Yeah. Some, somewhere, I don't know. It'd be weird if I knew exactly how old you were. Oh, yeah, actually, she was 23 and 13 months. (laughs) But I I believe it was you. 13. Get a roundup. But it was like like a 7, it was like a 7 o'clock in the morning class, and I remember, like, going in, and it was, like, you and, like, another, like, girl your age were in my group, and you guys were talking about being out in Browderpool or something the night before, and I just remember being, like, at that time, being, like, 30 and being, like, it's seven in the morning. How the hell do they go burn it down in Broderpool? <laughs> and now they're here in class. Like, that's crazy. Was I in class, though? Yeah, was I there? <laughs> or just physically there? You just remember seeing, like, the top of her head passed out. In a book. But uh, we've, we've had a lot of, I mean, I've, I've had um, teachers coming on, uh, come on here. Um, I've had people that graduated from ai uh in different fields that maybe like went to different times but i think you and uh less are the only two people that were actually in the exact same time and i've been telling thad because we were talking about uh talk a lot about being a humble warrior and i was like talking about culinary school was like the beginning of culinary school it's all the alphas from all the small towns everyone's the best cook in their you know Duckburg, Indiana, or wherever, and then they come and everyone's got an attitude, and they're like, and I just remember being like, I don't want to deal with any of it, and I just kind of like put my head down, and then like three years later, you look up and there's only sixteen people left, and you're like, oh man, wow, these are the these are the real G's. Yeah, they uh, they dwindled away quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for everybody, though. I mean, yeah, being in the kitchen is. I mean, you gotta have tough skin. You gotta. Be up early, stay up late, work crazy hours, deal with whomever you deal with, whether they're awesome or they're not awesome, and it's just a it's a very high tense environment. So, what was your what was your experience before culinary school? Uh, I was a nursing student. Oh yeah, yeah. I went to nursing school for three years. Um, woke up one morning, called my parents, and I was like, "Yeah, I, uh, 
I really don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. They're like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not passionate about it anymore. And then one of my best friends was going to the art institute and I was like, well, I'll go check it out. Like, let's go, let's go see what they have to offer. Like, wow. I love art. I love music. I love cooking. I've always cooked since I was little, learned how to make noodles on a little step stool in my grandma's kitchen. So I was like, well, yeah, let's, I guess let's try it out. So you, are you totally not grossed out by like blood and poop and stuff like that? No. Needles. Oh yeah. No, I don't like needles. And that's very recent. Like, mm. as a kid growing up, now I'm like... Love needles. <laughs> I had a huge heroin problem, but... <laughs> <laughs> you get older, you age out of it. But you're just relating the, the nursing and, and cooking are kind of similar via blood. No, 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 no. I just, like, I'm the kind of person where, like, my hat's off to you know, anyone that's in the healthcare profession. But I just, like, I always assume, like, if you're a nurse, like... Okay. You gotta be cool with poop and blood. I mean, that's... Those are pretty two bodily fluids that aren't pleasant. Yeah, yeah they're gonna be flying around the whole time, you know. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I figured, like you know, with cooking, you have to deal with poop and blood as well. Yeah, I guess in a different kind of way, you do. Yeah, I mean, but it's more maintained, you know. I'll tell you what, this is has nothing to do with anything. What hospitals have you Except been to? I want <laughs> <laughs> just poop and blood on the yeah, walls. Like, Come like, through, move, move. I mean, I've, I've seen some pretty rough kitchens, but I don't think I've ever seen a hospital with poop and blood everywhere. Well, you've seen kitchens with poop and blood everywhere. I mean, closer. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm done eating forever. <laughs> I feel like I feel like when you're dealing with poop and blood in a in a culinary sense, you are it's in a sanitation getting rid of it. Yeah, you're right. I guess there is, you know, there's just like different I think it's the human poop and blood that I don't like. But you like animal poop and Love blood. Love it. Big fan. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually my favorite. Thank you for asking. No, I'm just kidding. I think I think Your it's face. I think it's <laughs> it's like if I had to watch like a a cow shit all over the room, it would probably ruin my day, you know? <laughs> like, Versus a human being? Yeah, no, I mean, that would also ruin my day. Both would ruin my day. Yeah, I think both, like, I think that would ruin my day. Like, what has Harder Brunch gotten into? Yeah, we just lost our listeners, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, every like, single time we go down this road, we lose our listeners. Every every time. We every <laughs> single time. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's do a hard reboot. I apologize. <laughs> So you, so you leave. We were, we were just talking about poop. Yeah. <laughs> Why like, would they leave? Why would they leave? Erica, let's put this interview on hold. So guys, poop and blood. Am I right? <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it really is everywhere. Every part of your life is affected by it, no matter what you do. Um, so. Had you had any culinary like experience like prior to nursing school? Then had you like worked in a restaurant or? Um, I worked at A and W for oh geez, I started there when I was fifteen mm-hmm. as a dishwasher. Moved up to be a fry cook and learned how to make the root beer. Mm. Uh, once they, get, gave you, they gave you the secrets. Oh, I got the secrets, all of them. Okay, it's a lot of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Went to be a car hop there. I was there for, I think I was like seven years. I did almost through like second year of college. Okay. And then, but cooking experience, like in the kitchen, no, I just learned from my dad. My mom liked to cook, but yeah. I mean, dad was always the one that would like take over the kitchen. Like he was yeah. always on the grill, being in my grandma's kitchen. Like again, learning how to make noodles and pies and everything from scratch. Like go to the garden, pick your produce. This is what's for dinner. So. 
So you were when you were like cooking at home and like this all was like literally like a life changer. Like hey, I'm going to try this and like start pretty much from square one. Oh yeah, I was living off ramen noodles and yogurt and really really cheap shit at the store. I was not a healthy like good eater back in college. Yeah, well nobody. Well yeah, I was a poor college student. But um, so then so then you go to culinary school and then what was your first gig? Right after culinary school. I worked for Craig Baker at the local eatery and pub up in Westfield. I had a buddy of mine reach out, and he was like, I think you'd really like this. I know you're just starting culinary school. You should come check it out. So mm. started there. worked there for three years. Went to the Alexander. I was there for almost seven years. Then I was the executive chef for both Kilroy's um, downtown and Broad Ripple. COVID, unfortunately, I got let go, and then now on to my my next venture. What is your next venture? We, um, I actually had two gentlemen approach me. Um, they both graduated from Franklin Community, and Elliot Stewart and Zach Donovan are opening up a really badass climbing gym called North Mass Boulder. Uh, huge climb facility, workout gym, yoga studio space, and then up top is a bar, a coffee bar, like a coffee right. shop, and then a whole cafe. Wow. Huge communal area, um, non-membership based. So, I mean, obviously, if you are a member, we encourage you to go upstairs. But you can treat it as a restaurant or a bar or a coffee shop and go work. And it's kind of, we're trying to make a community-based living, like a vibe out of it. So, I'm super excited for this to start. Wow. And when are you guys looking to? June 19th. Nice. So, a week from yesterday. Wow. Right around the corner. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, do you, do you have a big uh, climbing background or? Oh, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> Not in the slightest, which is which is funny. I mean, I've, I've worked out all my life, and I've gotten into the yoga a little bit. And obviously, I can do that more now that it's readily accessible. But mm-hmm. I'm looking at these walls and all the extensions and all the cool routes that they've put on, and I'm like, I could totally do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is this is about ready to get real. <laughs> no, this may be a stupid question, but like I've done a little bit of indoor climbing, but bouldering, from what I understand, is actually you you don't go up that high. It's more like about like traditional bouldering is like you stay kind of low, right? It's not about like climbing super high. It's about climbing like across or around. Um. So. They're actually pretty high. I don't want to put a number on how, like, in feet, how tall they are. But, I mean, you're up there. Like, mm. you, it's all free-based climb, so you have no ropes, no extent, like, nothing holding you. You have just a huge mat around you, like a a big, huge, comfy bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. you land, like, land on this, and hopefully, obviously, don't hurt yourself. Mm. You usually don't, but it's actually pretty high. And they've got different routes. It's, like, Roy G. Biv of the Rainbow Obviously, red being your hardest, um, purple in the scheme of the rainbow is also the hardest, mm-hmm. and then you've got black and white. And I'm looking at some of these routes, and I'm like, "Yep, mm-hmm. I will never, nope, never try these." <laughs> so, what kind of uh, what kind of food creations are we going to be seeing? So, a lot of very fresh, raw ingredients. Of course, working at a gym with fitness and health. Um, tried to obviously when you get a good workout you obviously want to follow it with a good meal so we're going to be doing fresh pressed juices smoothies acai bowls Ooh. yeah different Sorry, kind that's of my favorite bowl acais <laughs> yeah i love those bowls and we've got like five different kinds for you too so i like captain crunch okay <laughs> okay i mean hey captain crunch can't go wrong strike one <laughs> 
Um, got some small dinner plates. Uh, we got some wings, uh, steamed edamame, uh, dehydrated chickpeas. We've got a really cool ice cream with a Szechuan chili crisp, which is like sweet, salty, savory, a little hot, you know. So, yeah, we're really excited to get that going. We've got a lot of add-ins, too. Again, being in a gym, we're going to do, like, collagen and probiotics and protein powder and turmeric and ginger and all of these awesome things that all. This is a brilliant idea for a restaurant. This is, like, what it should be. Oh, like, the owners of this gym have literally thought of everything to bring into one facility. Like, it's immaculate. It's super cool. <coughs> I love it. You think you're going to be like uh, a professional climber by this time next year? I mean, I'm not a negative person, but no. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm going to say I'll no say I'm right going to be now. halfway through the rainbow. Like maybe yeah. I'll get to like green. Yeah. And be like comfortable at that, but I don't. I don't see me advancing that quickly. That maybe maybe I'm wrong. Hey, I don't. I don't know. That's interesting too, because like you know, we talked to you a year ago. Sure. And you had just kind of started at Kilroy's, right? Yeah. And, man, talk about going from breadsticks to acai bowls. <laughs> like, that's yeah. such a complete Com- complete uh, change in menu. And I love that saying, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It that often. It's a hack saying at this point. Talk you know? about going from breadsticks to acai bowls. <laughs> so the other day when I was in a stoplight, this guy just, like, pulled. He, like, like rammed it. I was like, oh, he floored it. Yeah. Talk about, <laughs> talk about, uh, talk about <laughs> go over breadsticks, breadsticks to acai bowls. He knew what I was saying. That's what saying. Um, no. So, are you gonna plan like a a trip? Right? Or is this what we're gonna do? Is our brunch? We need to plan a, a climbing trip. Look, oh my gosh! Please, yes. Yeah, I think we should. So, one hundred percent. I used to I used to work at this camp, Erica, and uh, <laughs> oh oh hey, happy birthday! No, no. What do you oh. got? What's going on? What's going on here? <laughs> oh, camp story! <laughs> it's a camp story. That noise means this camp is a story. Uh, I used to work at a summer camp, and I led a outdoor adventure program for for teens, and we would go to a climbing gym once a week, and so yeah. You know, I like to say I've been to a climbing gym once a week. So you're you're saying that that this this thing that you used to do, yeah, what a decade or more ago, <laughs> is going to have you physically prepped <laughs> to be like we can go climb now, and that muscle memory is going to pop back into place. So well, one, so, I don't think that horn was worth that story. <laughs> by the way, a preemptive. It wasn't. No, no, no. I was like, I mean, here's the thing. Like she was saying with the routes, is like. The the thing that is fun about these climbing gyms it's it's for everyone of different you know skill levels like you have professional people that can do some amazing stuff you have people that kind of get up and boulder around a little bit you know don't go too high and like you literally have an instructor behind you um, that holds the rope so like if you're going up there there's like like that little cord no, there's no rope That's, in boulder there's no rope yeah you're That's just... the difference between climbing and bouldering. Your face. She yeah. talked. She talked about it earlier. She yeah. Told us no, I know. I know this on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and Boulder, of course. But I'm talking about indoor. Yeah, it's it's shaped for everybody. Oh, but you're talking about Boulder. Yeah. Okay. Let's this is podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. We're on the same page. We're all we're, we're all the same page here. <laughs> but no, I what what I'm saying is like I I think Zach was taking a shot and saying that maybe I was too out of shape to go to a climbing gym. And I would say he is correct. However, 
I could do something. I could go there. I'll t- I'll touch a few rocks. You know, that's what they say. I'm excited about rock night in the biz. Uh, do you think that there's going to be a climbing brunch? Oh, absolutely. Uh, a brunch menu. Yeah. Why Ooh. not? Like rock themed, like scones. What I love about my owners too is we have a base. Of, <laughs> you sound of like course. a slave when you said that. <laughs> Me? No, you're like what? I, I've never heard of this. What I love about my owners. <laughs> like, okay, okay, you're I free. Guess I, you can do whatever you want. Somehow you talking to her saying that sounds better. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like I was like, oh, he's not okay, talking anyway, about Anyway, Zach like and right Elliot, how about that? Mm-hmm. So we have a base menu, of course, but I have free range to do whatever I want. Yeah. Like specials, doing coffee, different beers, different. I mean, we have a base and then we're growing from that. So a brunch, absolutely. I love that. We make a menu together. We sit down kind of how we are now and pump something out and push that out to social media. I think that's I'm I I think that's going to be exciting. I'm very interested to see the the group of people that that brings to the yard. You know, like trying to envision like is there a lot of like hardcore? Because like when I would go to the climbing gym, it would always be like with kids and stuff, and then you would see like the climbing the people that were into climbing, but like they also would like have packages and stuff where like for people just trying to put their toe in the water with it and you know people that like and it's really good exercise too oh yeah for sure like um i'm where on mass ave is it so it's actually roosevelt and 10th um so if you pass bottle works mm-hmm. buster right right there on what is that 10th and it's parallel to 70 it's it was the old okay. sense building Oh, it's okay. a huge warehouse. It's like 150 years old, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they just refurbish everything. And oh, wow. these two gentlemen had this grand idea and ran with it. Heck yeah! Had some friends who were interested in the idea as well, and everyone was like on board. Like, yeah, let's let's totally do this. This is like I just found this out a few days ago. I thought it was only two or three years in the making. They're at five years right. in the oh, making, yeah, yeah, so yeah. their heart and soul and dedication has been on this project <coughs> for. Uh-huh. More than I can even imagine. <laughs> Did they get pushback because of COVID? Um, I think a lot of different, yeah, different things. Um, obviously, with the building, it was very old. There was a lot of construction mm. work that needed to be done before they even went in and started planning, if mm. you will. Um, COVID, of course. Um, I don't think COVID, like on product or just deadlines, just got kept getting pushed back. Not necessarily like anything huge. It was just. With COVID, it was just kind of one of those things. Yeah. Everyone knew what was going on. So, unfortunately, it sucks, but it is what it is. Well, that's awesome. That's very exciting. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to. How much time do we got here? Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Okay. So, we'll do a quick run through of what we ate today. Mm-hmm. Um, I meant to send you a. Like, we did We did that really good for one week where I sent sent you the menu. Well, you told me when I got here, and then I printed one up. Yeah, we'll we'll call it that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we did uh, a Mexican theme. Um, sometimes it really, I really zero in on the guests, and it's just like, yeah. So here was my original idea. My original idea, and I'm glad I didn't do it. But my original <laughs> idea is, I always have two bad ideas and a good idea. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, what am I? And I went very long in the week. 
not knowing what I was going to make. Like, sometimes it's like Tuesday I have the idea, and then it's like good. And this was like Tuesday came and went, Wednesday, Thursday, and what am I doing? What am I doing? And so I had an idea of I was going to, like, I still have the books from culinary school that we went to. Sure. And I was like, I'm just going to make weird random dishes from culinary school. <laughs> and be like, remember this? Remember this? And I was like, that's a terrible idea. I don't know why I thought that was good. And it would have been a, like a little walk down memory lane. Yeah, a walk. But the problem is with like uh, half of those dishes, I feel like I didn't make most of the. Like, I feel like I made a fourth of those things, and then someone else made it. You took a bite of it, and you were like, "Yeah, I know how to make, <laughs> I know how to make dumplings." Oh uh, yeah, the group setting where you had like four to five people in your group, and you had like seven things to make, and the person's like, "Oh, I want to do dessert in this." Well. Maybe I wanted to do dessert. Yeah. Now I don't know how to make dessert. Wait, that's why I'm not a pastry chef. I Jesus. Don't, I don't know how to do that. That was the other thing on this. So, uh, yeah, so I did Mexican food, and we did, um, so, like, ceviche. I, I like doing the fun stuff. Uh, ceviche always seems to work. Um, the pozole. I think it's pozole. Pozole. Pozole is real Italian. It was delicious. It was so good. Uh, I was I was worried about doing a hot soup today because I knew it was going to be so hot. But then I was like, man, the whole idea of eating a hot soup when it's hot is it makes you sweat, cools you off, right? It, it was fantastic, though. I, no, it I, was. I like. I mean, everything was really good today, but that was my favorite part. Yeah, mm-hmm. the soup. I don't know. Did you try the steak chilaquiles? The, yeah, those were. Yeah, those were very good as well. Soup? Yeah, and you brought in the duck egg. Like, I, that's kind of the signature of Harder Brunch. Is like holy cow! Eat, I was eat. like, that is not a chicken egg. No, it's like uh, it's like the Playboy Bunny. It's on the cover <laughs> of every like. There's a duck egg on every Harder Brunch. You just have to find it if yeah. you, I if love you know it. what you're looking for. It's in the center usually. <laughs> well, today it was on both sides. Ooh, and then switching yeah. things up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so and then I like so dessert. Sometimes uh, we have this amazing pastry chef, Bridger Horan. Who always does an amazing job for us, but uh, sometimes, sometimes I'll ask her to do a specialty dessert. Sometimes I'll take a swing at things. I was going to do a. Was it gonna? What did I say I was gonna do earlier? Churro French toast. Churro French toast. To which, which Zach quickly poo pooed, and he said, "You put, you put some cinnamon sugar on some French toast." I mean, were you gonna do something else different than that? <laughs> it was gonna be amazing. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like French toast? Sure, sure. But I, but I so, ran out of time. No, I was going to do a brioche. It was going to be seared. It was going to be nice. Like most French toast isn't brioche. Like, <laughs> oh my god, Zach! I love, I love it. I this, love this Zach's is, fight back right this now. This is Zach's last episode, actually. <laughs> um, he's being fired and let go after this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there was no dessert element. But you guys, you tapped out. You tapped out, which is good. It's always a good sign. Well, I tapped out because I didn't know how much food was going to be made. Yeah. So I was like getting the ceviche, the guac, and just having a ball. And then you're like, oh, here's the soup. And I was like, oh, soup. Hell yeah. And then I walk in the kitchen. There's a big ass steak. You're making chili quiles. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. And then your two friends who came over were rolling enchiladas. And yeah. I was like, oh, no. I went in way too fast. Uh, so I, I tried everything, but I, I told you I'm going to have round two. That was a failure on Thad's part. Thad should have given you a heads up on on, on how things go around here. Because yeah. it's easy to fill up on the first couple of rounds. Um, can you cue the sad music for my apology? Do we have sad music? I mean, Shame. <laughs> we got that. Oh, Shame. wow. Oh. Yeah, we went Shame. there. I'll take it. 
and I'll take walking down naked uh, down a road in front of a whole bunch of people for this. Yes, yeah, so I did lead you astray. I was talking. Um, we were I had a good time. I had my family member Ben uh, with me. So I wasn't prepared <laughs> to prepare you. Hey, don't, don't put that evil on yeah, him. What are you doing? It was fine. I, I was distracted. Okay, we were merely hanging out. I was. We were hanging out, yeah. and you, you were eating. I don't look uh, how much they put in their face. <laughs> they're they're they're. That's rude. Their mouth hole. <laughs> their mouth hole. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. That was that was rude to say face. Um, so when they're they're piling it into their mouth hole. <laughs> Dyke <laughs> just spilled everything over the studio yeah, it's right all now. gone it's all it's ruined that was not that funny of a joke <laughs> to, to spill over the podcast studio okay you're like I, you know I don't care what you <laughs> pile in your mouth hole <laughs> but yeah it was a weird shame kind of in the middle of that like and you didn't even eat anything like, like yeah you were shaming all of us yeah but no no, yeah. I was saying there was no dessert, but I feel like everyone slowed down before. Everybody slowed down. I don't. I don't feel like anyone's sitting here going, "Man, where's where's that fucking dessert at?" Ben, what's that? Were you looking for dessert? First of all, I didn't realize I would be on the podcast. Ben's Ben's off mic. Oh, did you need to sign a contract? <laughs> he said he wants no part of this. He's not on the yeah, podcast. I, I need to sign an NDA. Anyways, no one no one wanted dessert. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. My dog is licking up the beer that I just spilled. <laughs> I feel like we need to reset. He's thirsty, too. It's fine. And uh, we'll be back with uh, Chef Erica Oakley right after this. So how long was the first session? Half hour. Was it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an well, hour. When I, I looked at you and you did two to him, and I was like, I wonder how long that was. I was saying, like, maybe 20 minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta know I'm feeling loved, made it go, I never loved another one, another you. It's gotta be love I said it. You gotta know I'm feeling love. You gotta Welcome back to the Hard Bunch Podcast. We're hanging out with Chef Erica Oakley. Now, Chef, I have a question for you. Is you have a very interesting accent? Where I do? Yeah, yeah. I was. It's kind of got a little southern twang to it. But you're not from the south. Where are you from? Greensburg, Indiana, which is not that far away, right? It's like an hour south, okay. southeast. So okay. literally between Cincinnati and Indianapolis, seventy-four the whole way. Okay, yeah. An hour from both. Yeah, but you have a kind of a smoky twang. I've been told that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I get it. People call me out on it all the time, but I, I don't ever see it. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, well, in culinary school, I was like, oh, this, "This lady's from the south." I don't know. Obviously, that's how she knows how to cook. She's from the south. <laughs> yes, Gre- I'm, from the, I'm, I'm from the south, <laughs> south of Indy, <laughs> south of the north of the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> That's what I love about Indiana. Indiana has a lot of different accents. 
Like I, I have a friend from Danville who has a very country accent, but he's just from Danville, Indiana. Well, think about people on the border, like when you're going into like Illinois, like the Chicago, mm. like super thick, like yeah. northern nasal, yeah. nasally. Yeah, the only time I've got told I had an accent was from a Canadian. It was just like, oh, I just love your southern draw. I was like, I don't have a southern draw, lady. <laughs> I was like, no, you do. You do. I was like, okay. You're like, fine, whatever. Whatever. Um, welcome back to the program. <laughs> <laughs> so many things Dyke I can't. has a stroke. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Dyke has a stroke. No, no. It's just so many things I'm not allowed to talk about on this podcast. You can talk about almost anything, Dyke. Yeah? Yeah, it's a free space. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can I just say this? So today, like, okay, for people that know that come over for Harder Brunch, usually it's like a it's a big hangout um, where there's like people in the living room and the, and the, the dining room, and the mm-hmm. kitchen. Um, but but today it was interesting. It, it, it seems segregated. In what way? Well, you you had some friends over that just stayed in the kitchen. I'm like, I've never seen him just invite people over to stay in the kitchen. What was that about? Oh, I didn't invite them just to stay in the kitchen, but no, I had two of my two of my friends who you, they they used to live right here on this street, and I don't get to see them very often. But they were doing um, it was uh, Amy and Katrina, and they were uh, uh, what they had it? a function to go to. They were yard sailing. Yeah, yeah. they were doing yard sales. They were, they were doing things. And I feel up. like yard sale is like the worst excuse to not hang out. But it was an excuse to hang out. No, they didn't leave to. They were like, hey, we're yard selling. We're in your neighborhood. Can we? we yeah, know they even we'll, made you feel like it wasn't an excuse. Yeah. They, so, they did a good job of that. I mean, yeah. after years of using that excuse, you, you figure out yeah, how no, to. I, no, they came to me, and then that's why they're doing the yard selling. Yeah. And they have to leave so soon. Look, babe, let's just say we're doing a yard sale. <laughs> got another yard sale. We got to get in. We got to get out. But yeah. No, uh, but like, so Amy is my friend who is she's like uh an amazing she's like an amazing chef too like she uh when i graduated from culinary school like she she's a person that just like she was like the gm of uh like a la peep and uh she just looked like a person that just always had like i was in culinary school and i was like oh, i need to do like have you ever asked people to help you do stuff and then you kind of judge their 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 ability based on like what they could do. Like some people just never been to school, never whatever, but they take to a kitchen like a duck to water. Some people you like say the most basic thing that you could ever possibly like, Mm. you think it's the most basic thing ever. And then you watch somebody like, like I've seen somebody like break an egg on a trash can before. And I was like, well, that's not something we're doing here. Like, Oh no. (laughs) On a trash can. Yeah. 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 I mean the side of a, like a counter. Cool. Yeah. Trash. Oh, it's called a trash can. Like you're not, no. So yeah, I've 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 had both of those experiences. Like some people are just, but like Amy uh, had gone to culinary school before. She just never graduated, and so I was about to graduate, and I was like, "You're like a way better chef than I am." <laughs> I was Wait, like, did she go to UND or not? No, UND, no, no. Sorry, she, AI? she did not go to. She went to okay, okay. Ivy Tech, and she okay, had like cool. she had like a. a, a but she was like a few classes from graduating, and so I just like started bothering her, and I was like, "Hey, let's go back and take your other class. Let's figure out what it is. Like you're so close, you did all the work. Just get the diploma. Like who knows? It's not going to hurt you." Sure. And she went in, and finally, and I had been bugging her for the better part of a year to, to do this. So finally, she goes in, 
And she's like, yeah, I just need to finish up my my courses here. I was trying to get my associate's degree, you know, whatever. And literally, like, they were like, do-do-do. They're like, oh, you completed all your courses. You just never picked up your degree. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, well, I guess I'm just going to go pick up my degree. <laughs> yeah. So, so we had, like, a dual graduation party at the same time just because I was literally talked to her into going to pick up her diploma. Oh, that's awesome. Uh. But yeah, she's a good friend of mine, but yeah, you know, people grow up and move away and do different things. So like she just got a house on the like the north side of town, so we don't get to hang out very often. But I think also it was like the stranger danger. They didn't really know anybody else that was here. So they were just hanging out. But the best thing about having someone just hanging out in the kitchen that doesn't know what to do is like was like, Hey, can you help assemble these in like I love that. I love sous chefing people. Who are more talented than me? Like, if you had just hung out in the kitchen and were like, I don't know what to do, Dyke, I'd be like, All right, well, here's a bunch of stuff you can do. Well, that's what you said. I walked in, I was like, Hey, can I help do anything? And you're like, No, it's cool. But, like, if you stay in here too long, then yes, I will give yeah. you something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you stand around here looking bored, you're going to get put to work. Or step out of the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> you're in my way. <laughs> well, Zach's the same way. Zach has become to the point now where, like, I, I almost count on him every week to be, like, doing some sort of sous chef. I'm the fry cook, mostly. <laughs> hey, hell of a fry wrong cook. with the fry? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you didn't. You didn't go to culinary school, but you. You. No, I, were, I, I went to culinary school. And you, I graduated. I've been a professional chef since like <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I just I, don't do that right now because I have my own business. Wait, which which school did you go to? Oh, the the chef's academy, the real good one. Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, it was a trash can of a school. Hey, hey we, I'm we, right there with you. Yeah, we ours, went to a pyramid scheme. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, yeah, no, oh my ours, God, ours we went to a either. pyramid scheme. In a pyramid. <laughs> In a pyramid. Oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. That's oh, that's depressing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still feel like Arts Institute was just a step above Chef's Academy because, like, ours was, like, they collected one person out of every two classes to graduate. I swear to God, <laughs> like it was like wow. you like they had to they had to do like six or eight classes before we got enough people to walk. Mm. Like it was ridiculous. Well, ours Diesel. like the it's weird because it was like there was like predatory lending things that are going on. Like I don't know how you went to school there, but like I like for me, I feel like I literally there were it was just like the same the same thing that happened with like the 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 housing bubble. I didn't have enough money to go to that school. They were like, hey, ask literally everyone you possibly know, and I did. And, like, my my folks didn't even qualify to, to help me. And then oh, like, no, I know. I'm still paying And off then they were those. like, okay, well, we'll give you a direct loan, da-da-da-da-da. And I had to go in, like, every, I want to say every three months I had to go in, and they would check my credit again to see if it got better. And I had to reapply, and then when, of course, it was denied, then they would continue the thing. Yeah, it was predatory as fuck. Like, there's definitely people that are suing the Art Institute for for predatory. 100%. And I was like, how come I didn't qualify for this? I mean, if enough of them sue and and win, I bet you that you can get in on the the compensation. That's how, like, Oh, 100%. If it passes, I can be like, hey, I still have X amount of money. They'll probably send you an email. Um, Please do. But all that aside, the actual what you were being taught there was legit. Like the the teachers were legit. Oh yeah. In the culinary, I feel some of those management teach some of those management classes were a little skeptical. 
My but thing, the skill, the skills were there if you wanted to learn them. You're happy with your teachers. But I will say this: even in the time that I was there, I I noticed the quality going down. Like like when I started, you would have a full like. You had to be in proper uniform. You had to, like, guys had to be shaved properly. Women had to have their hair up. Hats, handkerchiefs. Yeah, the like whole, everything. The inspection. They, yeah. they literally were like, oh, students don't like inspection, so they stopped doing it, like, while we were there. Like, by the time I was in my last year, the new students didn't have to do that. And they started doing more and more stuff like that where they were just like, well, it's just more about getting people enrolled and people whatever. So it was just like... Let's not do things that the students don't like. And I'm like, well, that, isn't that the point of yeah, school. education? Yeah. And school and learning how to do stuff. No, we don't want to learn this skill. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. So, like, guys, if you have a complaint, if you're listening out there, you went to the school. <laughs> we are starting a coalition um, to fight what they did. The the indecencies, the atrocities, the uh, the value malable. Malables. Yeah. The value malables. The there was malables. a lot of there was a lot of those. Very but, good vernacular. I liked it. Thank you. But the, the the thing is for for as much as that went on is for many people washed out. There are some amazing chefs that I know that came out of there like you came out of there, Bridget came out of there. There's a lot of people that came from like Candace O'Connor came out of the photography department Wait, there. wait Bridget came out of there? Yeah. yeah, Bridget went to the same school. Yeah. So, like, was there a class of like where to buy? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> where to buy a fake pie? It's called sourcing. Uh, yeah. Sourcing. There's a, sourcing there's a from whole, trusted vendors. She got an A plus in that. All right, go ahead. Uh, just to be clear, I f- I don't know if you haven't put this together, but we were we had uh, Ben Hardy on as a guest. Oh, I love, I love me some Ben. <laughs> He's he's an amazing guest. He was one of the instructors at the academy. He's he was, yeah, one of the most famous pastry chefs in the city, in the state. And uh, Bridget was uh, supposed to do a derby pie, and she brought a store bought pecan pie and shaved chocolate over it. Shame. <laughs> oh, Bridget. Shame. We love you. But in her defense, guys, in her defense, she'd be like, man, no one stand up for Hey, I'm standing up for you right now, Bridget. You brought it back up. Um, yeah, you can't, <laughs> you, you can't play both sides of the fence over here. I'm not shaming Bridget. You have multiple times. This is a wag the dog for sure. Yeah, it was bad. You're like, so, hey, Bridget, in case you're listening, I'm going to stand up for you here. I mean, I pushed you down the stairs three times, but uh, someone's going to get your back. Uh, in her defense, she was tired. <laughs> That's what she led with. No. Oh my god. Have you, have you ever phoned it in professionally or otherwise? Uh, what is that? Cooking related? Like if you're oh, ever... all the time. Are you serious? If I don't know something, I'll figure it out. But I'm gonna have a reliable, you know, resource. So you phoned it in before? Yeah. You know what they call that? What? A real breadsticks to ceviche. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was breadsticks to, to acai. acai. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there's many sayings of it. Same thing. That's it's the fine. point. That's the meaning. Uh, it, was, it was a breadsticks to acai. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, you could edit it in for me just saying it correctly. Sure. So I don't want the audience to think I'm stupid. Yep. Okay, thank you. This is not going in there. <laughs> nope. Perfect. I think we should, you know what, formal invite for you, I think, so this year, last year, actually we haven't done it for 2021, 
2020, we did a meat cake championship where the whole goal was just to make uh, the best meat cake, however your mind interprets it. And it was Bridget, Zach, and I. And Zach actually won with a sleeper hit of a a, a giant crab cake that he made. That was so good. It was it was amazing. I'm underselling it here. Whoa, I still have whoa, dreams. What all was on it? But I love that you went with crab. Yeah, I yeah. did, I did like, a smart move. I know. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, uh, well, that's why it won. Yeah, I did a crab cake, and then I put uh, hollandaise over it as a glaze. Mm. And then I had a little, uh, I took a, a tenderloin that I seared and then uh, iced it with cream cheese, like horseradish cream cheese, and put that as the layer on top. And uh, I don't know. what I don't, yeah, I don't you know. You did tartare on it? Yeah, I did a tartare also, yeah. And there's another meat on there too, right? Uh, then I garnished it with a bunch of oyster mushrooms that kind of looked like coral. It was it was really, I I was impressed. I'm going to need to see a photo, Zach. Yeah. I'm, I, just, I've got I'm just saying. That sounds amazing. I mean, you can bring it up. That's your job as producer. I don't have and, it on the and, and you have it on your phone. Oh, my God. You, you can definitely do that. I mean, it's, we'll, it's fine. It's it's definitely on the Instagram. If you want to see this, <laughs> you, we it is on the it. Instagram. <laughs> We it's described on the it it's on the Instagram. He won. It's the winner. Look at it, it was it, it was amazing. What did it, you make? I well, why don't you bring it up and I'll show you. <laughs> He's like, I don't remember right now. <laughs> uh, I like how he refuses to bring it up too. Yeah, even after you ask him, oh, like, no. Can, can it now work on your on your laptop? There, I've, I've got to email it to myself and download it. And, open it and then we'll be not just, talking just about bring it. Bring it up anymore. Instagram. I don't have your. You don't have my Instagram. This is terrible content. You have all of my passwords. This is no. We go. This is where we go into the producer, into <laughs> into the producer. Hi, welcome to the segment where we go into the producer. <laughs> welcome to going in on Zach. Zach, look, you never look shit up. <laughs> you just don't. And and the audience knows it. They listen to it. They're like, why does he look things up? Is he mad? He just got fed a good f- meal for free. What is it? What is it with this guy? Uh, He's I, focused, I think guys. It's, I think it's that in the middle of the table. He <laughs> <laughs> took a little too much, if you know what I'm took saying. Took a little bit too much alcohol. All <laughs> right. <laughs> to be fair, I thought we'd have moved on by now. <laughs> <laughs> one too many of uh, the spice trulies. <laughs> I think that's what it was. But no, uh, all that aside, uh, and we'll we'll sh- we'll sh- we'll show you those photos up, apparently later. <laughs> He doesn't even like slightly cut you. He just cuts you all the way, machete style. Apparently, this producer still refuses. After after we spent minutes, we spent minutes on this part where we want you to look it up. We're asking you, Zach, please pull up the picture. You know, the guest asked for one thing, but she she doesn't deserve it. And then dies to himself. Oh, that's the real. It's not that deep. Um. So here. Does it, here's here's a here's a photo of the one that I did, and it was is a bit rustic. You know, it has some stuff going on there. You had some meat flowers. All right. Some meat flowers. I'm gonna read this meat challenge 2021 second runner up. <laughs> Mama monster. I don't know cake. if you had to read that. Here it goes. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> He's still salty. Much oh, like this. Yeah, meat. how'd that feel? It's not. It's good. a beautiful. I mean. Not you, you know how it feels when you create a competition and then you come in last place? <laughs> <laughs> he got so salty at the second competition, he declared it wasn't a competition. I love how I there's mean, three people. I mean, scotch egg, though. I mean. There's three people and it's called second runner-up. That's, <laughs> that's so beautiful. First, last place. That's a, that's a Zachism right there. Last. 
Look, so I'll tell you what. Uh, this bottom, this bottom here. This is a. This is maybe one of my best brunch inventions of all time. This is a breakfast bun cake. So that is uh, a bun cake made of hash browns. That inside has egg, sausage, bacon, everything. That alone should have got me second place. Okay, that alone should have at least maybe not won the competition. Well, that bun cake was one of the best single items we've ever had on this show. It just wasn't one of the best single items there the, that day. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That's fair, though. You got to pull up Bridget's. Bridget's uh, presentation. Yeah, we'll talk her, about her Bridget. <laughs> Bridget, I love you. And then, uh, and then, oh, what was that? Uh, so yeah, meat flour. What was a uh, some sort of meat flour? Uh, that was a meat flour. <laughs> Uh, prosciutto wrapped cake, uh, ma- uh, I- uh, mashed potato icing, cake. What was that? <laughs> you just keep saying cake. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't even re- <laughs> See, this is what I was afraid of. If we pulled up your cake, you're gonna have a stroke. Have a stroke. Uh, this hey, is this, this is put the phone down. This is Bridget's. Now she had a nice little lattice here that she made. I think she got points taken off because uh, she left the metal tin on that. Well, she one. did drop her cake. Dang, those photos are nice. She also did, but this was Let basically <laughs> a beef Wellington cake, and you can see here on the side, the vi- side view here. Nice. Like this was nothing to scoff at. Like this was an amazing cake, and then the old. The old uh, underdog here came in first place. This is the the giant crab cake, and those oh. those roses are uh, uh, salmon. Yeah, I cured salmon and and cut them into little roses. Little roses, kissed by a rose. Beef tartare, fish fish by a rose. Fish by a rose is pretty good. But what <laughs> what I'm saying is, I would like to extend this competition this year, and. Uh, well, I feel Add kind of at, a, at, a, at an advantage right now. Wait, you're you're thinking about adding some new blood? So, like, is this real? Like, you're really going to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, I just wanted you to be in the room when we asked that to be oh. part of the Meat King Challenge 2021. I'm sweating. My nipples are hard. I'm perspiring. I'm perspiring right I now. I definitely think it should be an, an expanded out, like, like more of an event. I think that would yeah. be an awesome time. I think we get at least two more. Would you would you be interested in in joining the Meat Cake Challenge twenty twenty one? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah yeah. Oh, what? I mean, you you should do it. You should do. It. I'll, I'm gonna. Can you be my sous chef? <laughs> I'll, I'm just gonna watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe I should find a new sous chef. <laughs> yeah, you probably That's should. That has a lot of talents. I don't know if being a sous chef would. You wanna I'll tell qualify? You what. That's okay. He makes a mean Haitian spaghetti. I do. I was about to bring up the Haitian spaghetti. <laughs> the Haitian spaghettis. Everybody loves the Haitian spaghetti. What hey, can I say? You, you do one thing and you do it really well. And I like it. Yeah, I'm not trying to mess it up. <laughs> Don't even make a million different things for people. If I make one thing that's fantastic, I'm golden. Right. Being a chef is silly. Learning <laughs> <laughs> all those things. No. If they like it, they like it. so erica obviously obviously you graduated you 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 went around and uh you did the thing that i thought i was gonna do because like the whole time in culinary school they're like hey whatever you do don't open a business as soon as you graduate from culinary school and that's what everyone wanted to do what do you want to do when you graduate open my own business 
I was not one of those people. But that's why you're a successful person right now because I opened a food truck and that's not what you were supposed to do. Uh, but everyone that I know that went around and just like continued to learn and like worked under here and worked under here, like within like two years, they were all ahead a, a of the industry. Well, honestly, I hate to say it. Like we were talking about uh, AI earlier. I wish I would have known the people that I know five years prior to me going to school. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't know if I would have got my full degree and did the whole four years of, you know, culinary school. Uh, what, what is my degree? Oh, my God. Um, business management and bachelor's in culinary science and an associate's in baking and pastry. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't know you. I was like, I could tell you what the degree is because it haunts me every day. It is, but I uh, I wouldn't have done it though. Like if I would have known, like Cindy Hawkins. Like I, do you remember Cindy? She was Uh, the baking instructor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and you know Cindy. Like yeah, we were. If I would have known Cindy and Ben and Craig and Aaron, like I didn't know Aaron until a few years ago. Aaron Gillum, she used to be the executive chef of Spoken Steel. Like, but like also. But yes. here's the catch twenty two. It is you don't get invited to those tables if, without without the credentials. Piece of paper. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like could we have learned all? I think I think today, hands down, I think if you're a driven person and you want to know, like maybe let's take the 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 business management side of it. But if you want to know how to be a a world class sous chef, I think you can learn from YouTube. I think you could learn. I think you could train yourself with like a little bit of money, YouTube, and a little bit of dedication. I think you could you could probably take two years and train yourself to be a world class sous chef without ever stepping a foot in a restaurant or culinary school. That's your message so, to the Harder Bunch fans. No, I don't think you so, should do that, but I think you could do that. So I it think could be done with with culinary school. I've always been a big. I always thought it was inappropriate to start people in culinary school. I always thought that it's a little better to have somebody who's worked at least like a year in a restaurant. Yeah. Because there's so much time that you waste learning to hold a knife and pay, you know, however many hours. I'm really glad that you say that. Like, like, so my thing was I, I had been a, uh, I had worked as a, an executive chef when I went back to school. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and, the the cool thing about doing that was like I was able to like ask you know it's like okay here I can cut the potatoes just fine like and then now I can ask the you know the the instructors things that I want to know and and you know spend time like actually honing my my craft and I feel like a lot of people don't know what's going on by the first half of culinary school they're mm. just starting to get no there. you don't your first year is like if you come in as a green bean how to hold a knife right. like have you chopped a vegetable well no. And so I, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And why are you here? <laughs> so, no, I think there's a, a lot to do with the experience side of it. I think it's nice to have the degree. And I do think you kind of need it to go to some of the upper, upper levels of it. But no, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you can, you know, very definitely like. Well, for me, culinary school, a lot of it was because I had worked. But in like the- you said earlier, though, it's experience. Yeah. It's getting out there, like just doing the damn thing, if you will. It's also just, and as silly as it sounds, it's also just proving to people that you can like show up and do a thing. Like I can complete this task. I can do this course. You tell me what to do. And I can show boom. up, you know, I can show up for three years in a row and, and, and 
pass a class, which is kind of amazing when you think about all the people that didn't do it, all the people that couldn't. Like, all I got a lot of people that talked a lot of shit to me about how good they were in the kitchen, and then they they couldn't. But like, how show much, up or like how much, whatever it was? You know? My question is, how much shit talking is there in the kitchen? Like, like it really is a matter of math. Like, hey, I left this meat on. Like tons of uh, shit talking. Tons. I I, I left this meat all on the time. Shit talking. Really? All you the have, time. I don't oh, think yeah. I don't think the listeners understand well, okay. how much shit. Thirty people in a room, and like I said, they're all from their small towns. They're all the shit from wherever they're from. So it's it's sure. a, it's a lot of type A personalities. And oh, I'm saying like in the oh, you're talking still school. I'm yeah. talking about in the kitchen. We were on the yeah, same I'd page. say just any kitchen. Yeah. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have a peaceful kitchen. Like when people do their shit, but there's also places that you work that are just chaotic and crazy, and like it's just a shit show. As soon as you walk in, until the the minute you walk out, and you're like. Why did I sign myself up yeah. for this? Like, why did I choose this as a career? <laughs> I do feel like a lot of careers are like that. They just don't say it. So, the, like, fair. the thing is, like, I feel like people are people, and and like cooks are really feeling the same things that people in an office and by. It's just not proper to say fuck off to your co coworkers, and you know that's also fair. Yeah, in a kitchen, it doesn't like roll off my shoulder any different way but if i was in an office setting you'd be like oh, oh really <laughs> i probably shouldn't say that <laughs> that was really offensive <laughs> now crazy are, are you because like i assume like it sounds like for the north mass Ave boulder um it sounds like you know the two owners like it seems like a like a like a corporation where you know like the people at the top but you come from a background of like you were doing these big hotels and these big corporations where I'm sure there was a lot of red tape and you didn't know, like, what would you say the pros and the cons are of working for like a big co uh, cooperate uh, corporation with a lot of red tape versus like a mom and pop where you, you know, the people that are, um, it's definitely been a learning experience. I mean, corporate world from where I am now is completely different, but yeah. I'm so glad that I signed up for it. Um, I've, been in different roles, whether it be in management or front of house, back of house, or in the kitchen 100% of the time. Like, I've done all those things, but I've never done something where I am right now. Like, mm -hmm. I'm overseeing, like, three outlets and these two awesome humans, like, take me and they're like, hey, we think you can do this. And I'm like, that's awesome. So like, I'm super excited to do that. It's like a next level of like my career and what I've learned along the way and just kind of a new thing that I have to put on my life and hopefully it works out. I think it's going to be great. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Erica Oakley, thank you so much for coming on the program today. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank um, you so much for having me. Is there anything it. outside that you would like to plug, like uh, either social media for the business or where people can catch up with you and see what you're doing professionally? Uh, social media is just my Instagram. Uh, I think it's eoakley714. Check it out. I've got a bunch of food pigs, a lot of outdoor stuff, things that I'm doing. Obviously, I'll plug you guys in. We're going to do a huge shout out for you guys, but Thanks. yeah, check me out. I, I would love to have you as a follower and yeah. And she's going to be part of the 2021 the meat, meat cake challenge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy's bring Jake. It on, bring it on meat cake challenge. I got you. There we go. 
Uh, all I have to plug is my MySpace. Uh, chickens are people. Um, chickens are people too. Um, it, it's it's a thing that I'm I'm writing up. Okay, that's weird. Chickens are people, huh? Chickens are. We can talk good. later. I'm very interested. In yeah, this. there's a lot of research. Zach Rohn. I mean, I'm 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 pretty sure I know where you're going with this, but I, I need to be more educated about. Yeah, no, I cede my time to the chickens or people thing. <laughs> we got this. Yep. Chickens are human beings. Next episode, chickens are people. <laughs> <laughs> and stick around. Um, uh, Patreon.com backslash Heart of Brunch. We have an amazing uh, after brunch coming. Comedian Austin Fry is going to be with us. Oh, yeah. He's going to be telling us a lot of, a lot of secrets. Okay. So you're not going to want to miss out. Uh, go to patreon.com. <laughs> Only $3. Austin has lost it. He, you got to find out where all the bodies are going to be buried. Austin has lost it. He's off his rocker. He's coming up with all these conspiracy theories. <laughs> theories. All right. We'll, we'll have fun. Uh, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, guys.